Hey, hey. you. Ha- I, hey. I was. But, but I, then you. But then I you. I. That's no. so annoying. It's <laughs> <laughs> me and everybody else. Ooh, starting off on a good note here. Yes. Ah, yes. Welcome back to the Goose Chase podcast, where we have a stupid little gnat that is flying around being yeah. annoying. I think it's trying to get in my beer. You gotta cover that beer. Gotta cover it. And put something on top of that beer. What is this? It's a box. I think it had the instructions for those headphones in it. It's a tiny little box. It's a teeny little box. Oh. It fits perfectly <laughs> over the top of my beer. That's a good gnat trap. I'm gonna forget it's on there and pour beer into that box. <coughs> no. <coughs> you mark my words. Uh, I think you'll notice. Okay. Well, I, we'll see. And if we'll see. and if you forget, you just have to drink beer out of a funny little box. Eh, I'm into it. Yeah, <clears throat> it has a little skull on it. It does because those are sc- the the skull candy headphones. Shh. Eh. I don't want your logic. <laughs> oh, there. Oh shit! I almost got him. I'm gonna be doing that. Yeah, don't. All let's episode. not. Let's not do that. <laughs> no, if I get another good chance, I'm gonna whack that fucker. <laughs> the Dave Jagowski story. <laughs> the other night when uh, the dudes were over, there was a gigantic moth flying around the house. Mm-hmm. And it was pissing me off and scaring me a little bit. And the mm-hmm. same with Chris. So I got out the electric racket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did a heckin' wallop on that guy. Heckin' wallop? Did one heckin' wallop. Wow. Sounds like he had it coming. Oh, yeah. He got smooshed. <laughs> he got smooshed good. All right. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, we're back. It's yeah. another week of doing this. I have some stories. I got stories. And news for you that I've hidden from you. That's right. You said that you had something you were going to save for the podcast. I have two somethings. I didn't even mention the second something. Fuck. Um, the first something. Oh, I kind of mentioned the second something, but I hadn't really. Uh, anyway. Okay. The first something <clears throat> is something funny that happened today. So, I've been eating healthier i've been meal planning and this week for breakfast i've been eating avocado toast Uh, bitches yeah like a like a true millennial yeah so should have bought a house mm, instead of eating avocado toast because it's actually like a meal that costs like four dollars for an entire week's worth of breakfast yeah so um i used some of my avocado i had some bananas and an avocado, two avocados in a bag. And so the new puppy, Ginger, the other day, um, she (laughs) jumped from the floor onto the kitchen chair, which I should explain. It's a bar height table and bar height chairs. Like it's not a low regular kitchen table. It's high. So she jumped from the floor onto the chair and from the chair to the table and she got stuff off the table and like threw it to the floor and just generally wreaked havoc. Are we sure she's not a coyote? She might also be a dingo. <laughs> Sometimes they're coyotes, just saying. Um, so she did that. So my mom is like coming up with a game plan. She's gonna move everything off the table so there's nothing for her to get to. So she put my bag with my food in it, my stuff in it on the counter. Right. Well, this morning I wanted to make myself avocado toast, so I needed to grab an avocado. And I don't mm-hmm. think I pushed the bag quite far enough back when I put everything away. Yeah. So 
Apparently, she got my stuff off the counter. No. She ate a banana? That is a bad dog. And an entire avocado. (laughs) The way she she did it is impressive. Okay. Because she left behind the peel of the banana and also the peel in the pit of the avocado. (laughs) Shut up. No, shut up. How did she leave the peel? I, I'm sure she ate through some of it. That's, but I can't like even ate. cut one of those things out without right. making a mess of the peel. I cut myself this morning trying to open my avocado. <laughs> um, and she did it effortlessly. That's also, a true bingo. I'm missing some bananas and we don't know where she put them. She's hiding bananas <laughs> because... Uh, my stepdad was alerted to this when she just came into the living room with a banana. <laughs> That's a weird sight. So she ate like an entire banana and then came into the living room holding a banana. And they're like, how many more bananas were they? Because we don't know where they are. I can imagine seeing that going, hey, look, the dog got Where's a banana. the dog have a banana? So well, how did the dog get a banana? I'm missing two bananas. Yeah. And we're not sure where. <laughs> Where she hid them. Just around the house now. I was like, in two days, we're going to start smelling some overly ripe bananas. Oh, yeah. Without Um, a doubt. And we're going to know where the fruit flies came from. I thought it was really funny. And at least she has healthy habits. (laughs) (laughs) She left the peel behind. That's very interesting to me. It's impressive. I didn't think dogs could do that. Yes. Also... She had she had some poop today. She had some. She had some poop. Some poop. Because she ate an entire avocado. <laughs> oh my! And God. a banana. <laughs> that had to be unpleasant. Apparently, it wasn't great. <laughs> it's a What's real a word that my mom poop? used? I I told my mom I'm like she's gonna have some real fatty poops. <laughs> some real fatty poops. Real protein rich poops. Oh there. God, that's super gross. Um. Uh, yeah, I said she might have some fatty poops because of the avocado. My mom said, yeah, she did. At least she's eating healthy. (laughs) And I said, she's very health conscious. That's so weird. Um, True dingo. Dingo confirmed. And she said, Troy said she must have hidden the nanners because she came out to the living room with one. So I'll have to find them. She probably hid them from Zoe. Sneaky. Uh, Not bad. Okay. Well, that's the one story. What's your other story? I kind of accidentally revealed it to you before, but I am not going to Mississippi. Wait, what? I am not going. I got official word today that I don't have to go. Okay, first of all, that's great because Mississippi is Mississippi. But second of all, how did you reveal that to me? I didn't catch that. Um, Because I said that now that I'm not going and I'm going to be home for the home bout... Oh, right. I, did, I just didn't even catch it. Yeah, it was pretty subtle. Because <laughs> I didn't even mean to tell you. you I know, was I trying be honest, to save it. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, I think so, too. I just, that state, I don't know what, I don't well, know anything about it, but it seems like for a me, wilderness. It's, it's not the state. It's just like being away from home for two weeks. Yeah. Missing derby practice, missing the first bout, home bout of the season, missing this podcast. Like, uh-huh. In not really being able to come back home in between and not having anyone around. We could around, have done some so. really cute Skype podcasts. We 
Could have. That would have been real cute. I mean, I can still just go to Mississippi. <laughs> Do you want to banish me? No. I can be cute and no, Skype podcast instead. No. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So do you have any stories for me? Has Boba hidden any bananas? No, no, man, you're putting me on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, other than the fact that he's leaving whiskers around the house, which he is weird. He has been leaving a trail of whiskers. Yeah, a, tra- a trail of whiskers around. Yeah, uh, I came into weird. the bedroom and there was a whisker in the bed. And <clears> then <throat> you were cuddling with him on the bed and he left a whisker on your belly. <laughs> yeah, right. He's just like breaking them off his face. Yeah, it's rubbing very his face weird on to me. It's because he very um, forcefully rubs his head on things. Yeah, it's probably he just likes a to big rub his face on things. Yeah, I I think I inadvertently got him like doing that more. I think it's something he already kind of did, but I like to rub his face a lot. Yeah, and now he just rubs his face on stuff. Hmm. I wonder what that means. Mm, he's a weirdo. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't have many stories. Although I did have an idea. Of something I wanted to maybe throw out there on the podcast, yeah. Um, and uh, I was I was thinking about this because this is now okay. So we're right in the dead center of spring now, mm-hmm. and everything's really nice. And I'm finally very I'm very excited. I'm finally going to get back to brewing more beer, mm-hmm. right? Which is something that I get really excited about every year. And last year I didn't do quite enough of it, and I'm really trying to make the most of brew time now. So, right. I th- so I thought maybe it'd be interesting to throw out to our listeners if there's like a style of beer that you think would make an interesting goose chase brew. I was thinking maybe we could take some suggestions from listeners. Maybe we do another contest. <clears throat> maybe another contest. Yeah, like the most sort of interesting beer style idea or recipe and whatever we like the most. We'll actually brew it. And then if you're presumably if you're close enough or we can find a way to get it to you. We'll get you a six pack of uh, of Goose Chase Brew. Um, yeah, I'm thinking like style, mm-hmm. and name. Style, name, and then any additional flavors is yeah. what I was thinking. So, give it a cool name. Uh, you know, sort of pick a style, something like you know, like in ales or IPAs or Stout. stouts. Yeah, like a. Weird goes style or like, uh, you know, like whatever kind of beer you can envision. Um, Anything you think suits a podcast. It can be related to uh, an episode we've done. mm -hmm. It can be something we haven't done, but you think would be interesting. Yeah. It can be based off something we said. Sure. Or something we've talked about. It, It really anything goes. Yeah. And then the last component is flavors. So. Maybe it's a maybe it's a beer with you know like an orange kind of zest, or maybe it's something with coffee in it, or something something more exotic or weird like uh, like something that tastes like it's aged in an oak barrel. Even I have an idea. Yeah, <laughs> well, you you are excluded from this contest. Unfortunately. I know, but can I tell you my idea? Yeah, tell tell us your idea so that no one else does it. My idea is, um, oh God, what I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but it. Buzz Aldrin, continue to use your fist judiciously, and it would be like a really hoppy IPA. <laughs> use your fist judiciously. Was that from this podcast? Yeah. That was really funny. Oh, my God. Uh, that, it was pretty early on. A really hoppy IPA with a lot of punch. 
Yeah. Yeah. I dig <laughs> I dig that. Maybe we'll do that one anyway. The Buzz Aldrin's Judicious Fist Juiced IPA. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really fun. I like that a lot. So if you're listening, don't do that one. We already have that one. Yeah. Come uh, up with something else. Yeah. But no, I think it'd be really fun if, if you're listening and, and, you, and you like beer, or you have some ideas about beer, just, you know, submit some ideas. And then we, if we, if there's a recipe that really calls to us, we can try making it and then hopefully get you a six pack. I don't know how that's going to work depending on where you are and what shipping is like. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. It's, I have um, to look into the legalities of how to did, get beer places. Did you just say, hopefully? Oh, oh. hopefully ah the midwestern ope so reliable yes Um, tried and true so anyway yeah send us uh at to uh goosechasepodcast at gmail.com or uh or on facebook or just anywhere you can get a hold of us and let us know your ideas probably facebook would be the best place um i'll put a post up so we can have everyone's ideas in one place and you can also, of course, email them to us. Yeah. Or if you are in direct contact with us, you can message them, too, if you want. Yeah. I'll make a spreadsheet. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, that kind of does it for uh, that kind of does it for the opening, I guess, here. All the right. opening segment. Opening. <laughs> Goose chase. The opening. Yeah, we're going to have to use that again. Our opening segment. <laughs> I love it. Um. Christy, there's a game that I like to play very much, and I believe I've been told you like to play this game as well. Do you know what I'm talking about? Jenga. Not Jenga. Beer pong. Not beer pong. Air hockey. Still wrong. So wrong. Are you sorry? Do you want to tell me what it is? It's the news quiz, Christy. <gasps> oh. Our famous how could news quiz. I forget our famous <laughs> news quiz. Um, I seem to remember that it's called something like Trues and Fnews. <laughs> yes, the most poorly named <laughs> segment in the history of any podcast. The Trues and Fnews, True News, Fake News segment, in which I'm going to provide you two false stories, one true news story, and you have to guess the true news story. All right. All right. <clears throat> you ready? Yes. All right. I thought you were going to say no. I've centered myself. I don't know what to do if she says no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Number one. In Illinois, a domestic disturbance call leads officers to find a home filled with 30 live crocodiles, all of which were wearing bejeweled cowboy hats. (laughs) If that's not true, you're a genius. Number two, Alabama, 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 Alabama's Rodney Dupree reaches a new milestone and a Guinness record as his raisin collection, which features likenesses of U.S. presidents, hits a total of 45 with the addition of Dwight B. Eisenhower. Oh, dear God, do I want that to be true? <laughs> um, Number three, Greg Miller, the founder of Nuticles. Provides artificial testicles for neutered animals and claims to have sold over 100 million of nudicles over the last 20 years. Okay. I know what my guess is. Yeah. But I want you to recap because it's tradition. (laughs) Okay. All right. Number one. In Illinois, a domestic disturbance call leads officers to find a home filled with 30 live crocodiles, 
all of which were wearing bejeweled cowboy hats. How bad does your domestic disturbance have to be for your crocodiles to call the police on you? Because that's what I think happened. <laughs> Hello, 911. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What, what's your emergency? <laughs> oh, my God. A domestic disturbance. <laughs> Can you tell me the address? Speak, boy. Speak. <laughs> Ah, yes. We'll We'll be be right there. (laughs) We'll be right there. (laughs) Number number two. Can I get a t-shirt of a crocodile with (laughs) the dazzled cowboy hat on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There may already be one out there. Um, Number two. Alabama's Rodney Dupree reaches a new milestone in a Guinness record as his raisin collection, which features likenesses of U.S. presidents, it's a total of 45 with the addition of Dwight B. Eisenhower. And right. number three, Greg Miller, the founder of Nuticles, provides artificial testicles for neutered animals and claims to have sold over $100 million of nuticles over the last 20 years. That's my winner. That's your winner? That's my winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's the fake testicles guy. <laughs> fake testicles guy? Yeah. All right. Final answer? That's my final answer. I just feel it in my soul, and it might be wrong, but it just feels so right. You got it. Yeah. (laughs) Only that idea could actually make that much money. Like, I just was like, immediately I I knew. A a set of custom animal balls runs from three to six hundred on average, and for the elephant he made a pair for, I don't know why, like two grand. Do, for giant fake elephant balls. Do you typically neuter elephants? And that's the thing. Is why would you? Aren't they all like getting rarer and rarer? Yeah. But why is this elephant missing his testicles? I don't know. This is a mystery. Yeah. It needs to be solved. Next episode of Goose Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I think probably happened: is another elephant ripped that elephant's balls off. Oh no. Because we wouldn't do that. Not to an elephant. I mean, those balls would be bigger than you. <laughs> They'd be huge. Those they're, are some big balls. I'm guessing they're like softball or uh, not softball, like uh, like volleyball sized balls. Right? I'm guessing human sized balls. <laughs> <laughs> like human being sized balls, oh, not the I size of like, human's like balls. Puny human testicles no, and a gigantic. No, no, no. Like two Daves knocking two, next two, to each other just, on the undercarriage of the an elephant. In the fetal position. Yes. Yeah. There's some big balls, I'll say that. Yeah. Let me, uh, can I, should I look up how big elephant balls are? You know what? That's, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I, I kind of want to. All right. Do you want to transition into the middle segment well, and I'll report back? I was going to say I could talk a little bit more about this Nuticles company. <clears throat> oh, yeah, sure. Just to say that uh, the, the company founder, Greg Miller, right, apparently he's got this really sad story, this backstory. Not that sad. About animal testicles? Well, what happened was he had this dog that he loved very much when he was younger, and one day the dog ran away and he got really upset and freaked out he thought his dog was gone forever he found it miles away and it had chased after like a girl dog that was in heat and he Mm. realized i have to neuter my dog but he really didn't want to do it to the dog he had grown very attached to his dog's testicles and so had the dog to say you know nothing of greg's own (laughs) connection to his dog's balls so anyway he has this idea to replace dog testicles with these like these artificial things and uh, apparently they've been making new designs over this time period. 
They've been getting better and better. He's been banned from certain countries, and he's really, like, weirdly proud of that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, uh, wow, that's a huge elephant scrotum. Thank you. <laughs> I, also, I found this <laughs> other picture that made me laugh, so. Is it another scrotum? Nope. Oh, weird. <laughs> it's Just elephants a, fucking. It's a meme of... Elephants fucking, but yeah, right. in two pairs, and they're kind of like facing each other. And one, the bigger elephant says, Fuck yeah, son. And, and the younger, the smaller elephant says, Fuck yeah, dad. <laughs> That's really weird. Oh, why'd that make me so happy? But anyway, yeah, nudicles apparently make a hell of a lot of money. Uh, apparently, uh, the Kardashians <clears throat> requested some for their dog. And they got the cheapest damn dog balls you could buy. He called them the clackers. Little, they, little metal the ones. The Kardashians skimped on? skimped on the dog balls. That's I couldn't believe it. That just seems like... You're going to buy fake dog balls and not buy the good ones? Yeah. Uh-uh. I mean, they're called the clackers. <laughs> I imagine they do exactly that. Yeah. I imagine they tink, tink, tink together when they run around. That's weird. That'd be weird. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't want your dog you know, to tink, tink, tink. desk tink. toys are like... But this does open up an opportunity. <laughs> Which is? Maybe Nudicles will sponsor us. <laughs> we can get Boba a brand new pair of balls. Listen here. This is Goose Chase speaking in support of <laughs> Nudicles. Testicles for your neutered animal. You know what? I listen to podcasts. I hear this. Same as... Over and over and uh-huh. over. Ain't no one talking about nudicles. Yeah, no one's talking about nudicles. I think that's an injustice. And nudicles, we can help you with that. You know, I'm here. You know what? I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw down the gauntlet right now. So you know what? Squarespace, <laughs> get out. Blue Apron, don't but, want you. But no, nudicles. I, we actually, I mean, we do want nudicles, but also maybe like Squarespace and Blue Apron. Don't listen to her. Of. We're all about nudicles. <laughs> I don't want your delicious food or your beautifully designed website. I just want some fake, fake animal testicles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm I mean, in our defense, I want all of it. Yeah. I want it all. Yeah. As Queen once said, I want it all and I would like it very soon, please. Yeah. They were very polite, that band. Yeah, they were very polite. <laughs> um, not demanding. Not flashy. So... Okay, what did we say? Oh, we were going to talk about for the middle segment some exciting stuff. Something came in the mail for we us today. We have some news. We have some. This is trues, I assure you. This is mail trues. Yeah. Uh, we received in the mail today a package from the Principality of Sealand. Woot woot. I could not be more excited. We opened it up. <laughs> what we received is an official uh, sort of a, a packet of uh, materials from Sealand, a sort of a, like a welcome letter type thing. A bunch Informational of, materials. Yeah, information on Sealand itself, its history, some photos, and perhaps most interesting, and I wasn't quite expecting this for some reason, but they, they really brought the official feel to this thing. Mm-hmm. We have a contract to send back to be authorized by the Prince Regent Michael... We have a land contract to we sign. <laughs> we have an actual land contract. Um, I'm not really great with understanding exactly how far apart degrees of latitude and longitude are, what they translate to in terms of actual scale. But 
we have a map that shows approximately where the position of our one square foot of Sealand water territory is. And it's essentially to the southeast. Yeah, it's in the ocean. It's yeah. definitely not like on Sealand proper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently it's good for 10 years. I didn't yes. realize that. I kind of thought it would just stay, but yeah. apparently you can re-up in 10 years and what the hell. For another 40 bucks, I just yeah. might. Um, they also have little advertisement for the other things you can get. Can you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That? We have it right in front of us. I kind of forgot. So let me just looky here. Yeah, very cool stuff. And they, and they included a little map so we could see, you know, like I said, where our land is going to be, which I think is cool. So they have official merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um, Sealand merchandise is approved by the Sealand royal family. Yeah, this is stuff you can buy that we didn't. Yes. Also, um, you we talked about this, but you could become a lord, lady, baron, baroness, count, or countess of Sealand. <laughs> and also, um, which I kind of really want, you can get a Sealand ID card. Yeah, that's actually pretty sick. Yeah. I kind of want a Sealand ID card. Did you happen to see how much those were? I, I'm sure I saw, but I forget. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. Man. You know, so, I you, would so you can like take a nice drive those. around a small ocean platform. Yeah, you know, I just need that Sealand driver's license. <laughs> yeah. Do you, is there anything in here you would like to read? They have some information um like historical information you covered most of what's in here i'm sure but i sort of yeah i feel like i I don't need to necessarily read any of that stuff out but the thing i wanted to highlight is that we are going to be sending back a signed contract and two working days after we send that back they will post back to us an actual like land like a deed to the land which is insane to me yes very cool. Um, there are some interesting facts in here that we didn't necessarily touch on. Okay. Um, so size is slightly smaller than the mall in Washington, D.C., if you need to contextualize how big Sealand actually is. I've never been to the mall. Hmm. I mean, there's just like it, there's a J.C. Petty and like... <laughs> Is is there actually a is, hold no on. the okay. mall is the mall in Washington D C is just a tract of land it's okay. it's not all right a, a mall in I know that how way. dumb this is but I really kind of didn't ever understand what the mall was it it's just land okay um it's like open area there is a mall in Washington D C yeah from what I remember when I went like when actual, I was thirteen but okay. it's not on the mall it's like elsewhere. It's Washington, D.C. I'm sure there are plenty of malls. That makes sense. Um, That's not confusing to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) There's a... Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. There's a shopping mall in Washington, D.C. I'm sure several. And then there's the mall in Washington, D.C. A brief interjection. Let me be clear jokes are coming back because Bernie announced his candidacy again in two years. So I get to say, let me be clear for another two fucking (laughs) years. Yes! Um, anyway, <clears throat> uh, the executive branch, well, let's see, their legal system is common law. It's based on English law. Sure. And their executive branch, um, sovereign is Prince Roy of Sealand. The head of state is Prince Regent Michael of Sealand. The cabinet, which is appointed, is the principal secretary, office of head of state, 
Chiefs of Bureau, External and Internal Affairs, and of Posts, Telecoms, and Technology. Okay. That uh, must be left over from the uh, Haven Co. days. Yeah. They have a Senate, elected and appointed. It's of six six persons. Okay. Two each of which are elected by citizenry and by industries, and two further citizens appointed by the sovereign. The last elections were in 2007. They currently have six-year terms. It just dawned on me. See, I was sitting here going nuts. I had to look it up to be sure. Prince Roy is dead. Why is he still listed as the head of state? Um, no, he's the sovereign. The head of state is Prince Regent Michael. Oh. I think that's kind of just like... <clears throat> like an honorary? They're, yeah. They're sovereign. They're founder. Yeah. They're um, Kim Il-sung. They have a flag, which TJ posted on our... Um, he commented on our Sealand episode in the comments. Yeah. It is uh, black, white, and red. Yeah. And it's kind of like at a diagonal. There's like a white stripe from the bottom left to the top right corner and then it's red above that white stripe and excuse me black below the white stripe Mm -hmm. Mm. let me see anything else i mean no i mean we 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 did a whole thing on sealand you know they do have a song they have a song it's i think it's just like an actual song but they've adopted it it's Imare Libertas, or From the Sea Freedom. Actually, no, that's not a song. That's, that's their just mo- their, that's like, m- motto. Yeah, it's on their uh, their crest. Actually, yeah. actually, it's on the front of that pamphlet, actually, underneath their, their yeah. crest. From the sea. Freedom. <laughs> freedom. I mean, it worked for them. Take to the sea. Steal an old rigged-up bridge. Oh, man, they have a Sealand national football team. Yeah, I think I mentioned that. They had, like, polo. You could buy, like, or not polo, but uh, pullover uh, jackets for, mm-hmm. like, with their Sealand team they like, logo on them. They also have a picture of Red Bull Extreme Skateboarding. Yeah, I don't know what that Sealand. is, but I saw that, and I wonder. Red Bull must have just took a bunch of skaters out to do tricks on Sealand. Yeah, Red Red Bull has sponsored, a lot of these energy drink companies have sponsored, like, extreme sports and stuff. Yeah. It's just kind of a natural thing to do if you're an energy drink company. Yeah. And uh, like that, that doesn't the, the surprise me. Skydive. Or yeah. Like, do the like skydive from orbit. Yeah. <laughs> I miss living in the city because I used to get free energy drinks all the time because they would send out crews of people to like yeah. give away the new flavors of Ener- of Red Bull. Yeah. It's just several years ago when they started doing the like blueberry and cranberry flavors and stuff like that. And <laughs> I love how hip you made blueberry and cranberry. Blueberry and cranberry. Because yeah. that's what they were trying to blueberry. do. Make it all hip. Billy, 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 Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Try new Cran Rage Berry. Yeah, something like that. So when I was working at the nail salon in Chicago, it was like once a week, someone would come in and be like, you want all these energy drinks? And I'd be like, all right. <laughs> just give them away to people. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, it's free. And I drink those things anyway. If someone yeah. offered me one, I don't care what flavor it is. And we all fought over the blueberry ones. Yeah. Blueberry. <laughs> um... Well, how are you feeling? I feel like we ought to take ourselves a wee bitty breaky. How does that make you feel? All right. 
What? I don't know. I thought I'd maybe do like a therapy session. How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? If I'm being honest, a little pissed off that you're asking it like that. <laughs> um, All right, we're going to take a little breaky break. We'll take a little break. break. We'll be back with the main. Break, break. Little break, break. We'll be back with the main segment for this episode. All right. Stick around. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're back. Oh, hi. Hi, you guys. You folks out there in Radio Land. Yes, that's where they are. That's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. So let's all focus. Focus. We're just going to take a big breath in and a big breath out. And we're just going to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to eat any food because you know what we don't need it we just don't need food ever forever i mean you don't need food and honestly you don't even need water (laughs) sometimes i just have a nice sip of tea yeah because i like tea but you don't need water but i don't need it only a dummy would think something like that and that's who we're talking about today, because we're going to discuss breatharianism. Such a weird, weird thing. Also, let me just say, please, yeah. you do need food and water. Yeah, let's like start from At there. the top. Start from there. <clears throat> you definitely need food and water. I wrote first, there were vegetarians. <laughs> then, there were vegans. Mm-hmm. Now, there are breatharians. And that's it. It's taking limitations to extremes. <clears throat> So um, weird. So breatharianism, I'm just going to jump right in. Jump right in. Hit me. Um, it's also called anadia or anedia. It's yeah. I-N-E-D-I-A. It's the Latin word for fasting. Yeah. It's the belief that it is possible to live without consuming food. Um, some people say food and water aren't mm-hmm. necessary. Some just say food. Um, they exist on prana, which is the vital life force. And they say it sustains them. Sunlight is a main source of prana. Um, so it's not really breatharianism. Maybe it should be called like sunlightanism. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the impression I got is they think they photosynthesize or something. Essentially. And actually, I wrote, um, humans can't photosynthesize. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and I just want to say, like, we talk a lot. A pseudoscience on here. And yeah. we, we make a lot, of, a lot of jokes when we make light of it. But this is a prime example of the fact that it's pseudoscience isn't always just silly. Yeah. Like on the David Wolf episode, we started to delve into that a little bit with yeah. how pseudoscience can plant some very bad ideas. Mm-hmm. But this is downright 
dangerous. Yeah. Pseudoscience isn't always silly and harmless, and breatharianism is the proof of that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> breatharianism is considered deadly by many scientists and medical professionals. Yeah. Um, adherents have died from starvation and dehydration. Humans need food and water to live. So, like, they called prana the life force? Yeah, that's like um, like a, a Hindu term. Okay. Like, in the Hindu religion, and then it's kind of something that's new agey been adopted. Okay. You know? So it's like a, kind of a very old idea made kind of new. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... <clears throat> Yeah, so we know that humans need food and water to live, yet breatharianism continues. So nutritional, this is the science. Nutritional science proves that fasting for extended periods leads to starvation, dehydration, and death. Yeah. Um, the absent, in the absence of food, your body burns reserves of glycogen, body fat, and muscle. Breatharians claim this doesn't happen when they fast. Because okay. they are fasting in such a way... Okay. That they are getting all of the everything they need from the air they breathe and the sunlight they take in and they they get it everything from prana. Okay. <clears throat> Not to be confused with getting everything from porn. It's very different. Or prana for that matter. Yes. <clears throat> I've heard the devil wears prana. <laughs> That's just what I've been told. Yeah. You might have misheard them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, let's talk about some practitioners of breatharianism. Yeah, let's, because that's the part I really I've, have to hear I've about. I've called this section, a.k.a. <clears throat> who would do this? Yeah, <laughs> who would ever do this? So um, this is perhaps like one of the oldest mentions of it. Yeah. It is from Rosicrucianism, which I kind of want to add Rosicrucianism to our list, okay. but I'll give a brief in introduction to what it is. It was a spiritual and cultural movement in Europe. It was introduced in the early 17th century. Um, well, I guess the this mention of breatharianism was in the early 17th century, but um, it was there was a publication of text that announced the existence of this esoteric order to the world, and it was kind of like mysterious and and uh there was a doctrine built on the esoteric truths of the it was a doctrine built on the esoteric truths of the ancient past all right so there was a text a rosicrucianism text in 1670 called compte de Gabalis, and they mentioned paracelsus who was a physician and occultist who lived from 1493 to 1541 who lived, quote, several years by taking only one half scruple of solar quintesse quintessence. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <clears throat> oh, I don't even know what a single scruple is, let alone how to cut one in half. Yeah. So supposedly Paracelsus claimed to see many, also see many sages fast for 20 years at a time without eating anything. So this is, fasting is not... Um, an idea that's new to us, okay, uh, by any means. But basically, anytime you're you're fasting completely and for a very long extended period of time, you're essentially doing breatharianism. Like that—that's what they believe. Okay. 
Um, the next person I want to talk about is Ram Bahadur Bamjan, who is a young Nepalese Buddhist monk who lives in a remote area of Nepal. He appears to go periods of time without food and water. There was a 2006 Discovery Channel documentary made about him. There's a lot of documentaries I mentioned in here, and I would like to watch some of them. Yeah. Um, but this one is called The Boy with Divine Powers. And in it, they claim Bamjan did not move, eat, or drink during the 96 hours of filming. Uh, the next person, that one's just real quick okay. about he him. He didn't move for, for 96 hours? He for just 96 sat hours. He sat still, did not eat or drink or move. That's kind of alarming. Yeah. Um, the next one is Pralad Jani, also called Mataji. He's an Indian sadhu. This is a big one. I came across this story quite a bit. Okay. Um, he's an Indian sadhu who claims to have lived without food or water for more than 70 years. Um, he subjected himself to a two-week study in Sterling Hospital in Ahmedabad, Gujarat, India. Um, he actually seems like he did it twice, once in 2003, once in 2010. He passed... Oh, wait, no. He passed no urine or stool. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> but he did pass as well, yeah, supposedly. He passed the test, but he didn't <laughs> also pass. also didn't pass urine waste. or stool. He did not pass any waste. Uh, dialysis was not needed. That's the thing that kind of comes up is um, if you're not getting rid of waste, if you're not drinking plenty of water, you can go into kidney failure. Yeah. Um, and... So they, they mentioned he did not require dialysis and he did not have any food or water. Now, the way they set up the study, they weren't there wasn't someone with him physically 24-7. They monitored him via CCTV. Um, now, it's been mentioned that he moved out of camera sight at times. Yeah. Um, the only access he supposedly had to any liquid was when bathing or gargling yeah. which it's like you're telling me he couldn't take a little sippy <laughs> um right i'm suspicious of that too he also met devotees and he also left the like room to go outside and sunbathe so he had opportunities to sneak some crackers yeah or you know have a little sip sip of water or sneak a secret pee on the lawn yeah um Maybe even a poop on the lawn. Maybe a poop on the lawn. So, <laughs> the Indian Rationalist Association, this group came up a lot. And I'm like, real into them. Um, the Rationalist Association? Indian Rationalist Association. Uh, the that friendly acronym, IRA. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, the president is Sanal Adamaruku. Uh he was not allowed to be involved in the study. He apparently wanted to be involved in the study. Um, I take him to be kind of like a James Randi type. Oh. Of like very logical and wanted to have his hands on the study to make sure it was handled properly and actually was a true study of what was happening. Right. And um, he was not allowed to be involved. Um, I can imagine maybe some reasons why, but okay. He felt like... Um, Pralajani had some 
friends in powerful <coughs> places. Yeah. Uh, that protected him from having the Indian Rationalist Association involved in the study. Yeah. Um, I will come back to that study a little bit later. Okay. The next person I'm going to talk about, I devoted a full fucking page to her. <laughs> okay. Because there's a lot here. Um, her name is Jasmine, but her birth name is Ellen Grief. Okay. She's Australian. Okay. Um, she was a night in the 1990s. She was a very prominent advocate of breatharianism. I did a quick search of her recently. It seems like she's still at it. Okay. Um, she claimed, I can go for months and months without having anything at all other than a cup of tea. My body runs on a different, at this point I said, on Duncan. Uh, <laughs> my body runs on a different kind of nourishment. Yeah. Um, when, <laughs> so in 1999, uh, the, there was an Australian 60 minutes program on her okay. where they challenged her to go a week without eating and they would basically have her on camera and document this mm -hmm. um when they did the interview they went to her house her house was stocked with food um supposedly it was for her husband and daughter not for her well nice that she doesn't make the husband and daughter do it too <laughs> yeah um <laughs> the on the third day of her going without eating it was very difficult and she claimed that the pollution where she was she was being kept in a hotel um, was making it very challenging and that she needed fresh air. She said, I asked for fresh air. 70% of my nutrients come from fresh air. I couldn't even breathe. Uh, so they relocate her to a mountainside retreat and she continues to deteriorate. Okay. After four days, Barris Wink, which is a great name. Um, <laughs> she's the president of Queensland branch of the Australian medical association uh, she urges her to stop the test. Yeah. Um, the thing she was seeing that worried her is that um, Jasmine's pupils were dilated. Her speech had slowed. She was 10 to 11 percent dehydrated. Her pulse had doubled from when they began the study. Um, she feared that she was going to go into kidney failure. Yeah. And she warned that 60 minutes would be culpable if they encouraged her to continue doing this. Yeah. So. Um, they called it off. Yeah. And they basically, it's irresponsible to encourage others to do something so detrimental to their health. Yeah. Like after four days, she was possibly on the brink of like kidney failure and she has written books about doing this. What an asshole. Um, so Jasmine Jez response was still, even after basically failing after four days to prove that she can really sustain herself without eating and drinking water, yeah. said, look, 6,000 people have done this around the world without any problem. Um, I tried to find the whole 60 Minutes program. I didn't look too, too hard, but I wasn't able to find it with a quick search. Yeah. Although there were YouTube videos that had clips of it, and I did watch some of one of those videos. And she's insisting it. The, one of the clips I saw shows Barris Wink basically giving her assessment of, like, no, like, your body's shutting down. This is really bad. Yeah. She had lost weight already in that four days and looked gaunt. And um, she was still claiming up and down. She was fine. And this 
wasn't a big deal. Beforehand, she had claimed, like I said, they claim that when when they fast, they their bodies don't cannibalize themselves. Basically, your body, yeah. their body doesn't use itself as fuel. Um, so she claimed that during all these times that she's fasted and and not had water, not had um, food, that she's not lost weight because of it because she is sustained by prana. God. But she lost like four, at least four pounds or something in the, this four days. No kidding. Um, yeah, she, she did not look good and she was still swearing up and down that she was fine. That's really weird. Cause it seems to me like more even than some of these other people, like she's the fakiest of the fakers. And 60 minutes, I'm good on them for doing the right thing and saying, like, we're not endorsing you do this anymore because it's yeah. very dangerous. Yeah, you need to stop because you're, you're going to die, die for your stupid lie here. Like, my God, how crazy is that? Um, in 2000, Australian skeptics awarded her with the Bent Spoon Award, <laughs> which is a an award given for the most preposterous paranormal or pseudoscientific piffle. <laughs> she also the same year received the Ig no Ig or Ig Nobel Nobel Prize for oh, yeah, Living Ig, on Light. I've heard of that, the Ig Nobel Prize. Yeah, it it basically it's like a spoof of the Nobel Prize. Yeah. Um she claims her beliefs are based on the writings of Saint Germain and some people's says she says that some people's DNA has expanded from 2 to 12 strands. To absorb more hydrogen. Uh, she was offered $30,000 to prove her claim with the blood test. Yeah. And she came back and said, I wasn't referring to myself. <laughs> I said some people. Okay. Yeah, because she was too afraid of finding out she has very, very normal DNA. Yes. So. Wow. Wow. Um, there's a documentary called No Way to Heaven. And... In it, a Swiss chemist named Michael Werner followed Jasmine's books and lives claims to live several years without food. Um, there, in it, the documentary they mentioned two attempts at scientific verification of his claims, but the word attempts make it seem like those weren't entirely successful. Yeah, clearly. And <laughs> as of 2017, five deaths have been directly linked to breatharianism as a result of Jasmine's publications. And she denies responsibility for those deaths or for, you know, any any bad things that could happen to people trying this. Man, you thought you were mad at David Avocado. Right. I mean, it's really, really hard to justify telling people they don't have to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly, of all the crazy things we've talked about on this podcast, this might be the most transparently stupid. We've been talking a lot about food and health and our diets, yeah. and I was meditating on that the whole time I'm doing this, just thinking about how hard it is to even do minimal calorie restriction. Right. Like, your body needs fuel, and yeah. food is fuel, and some food is better fuel than other foods, but... You need it. Yeah. You like, need something. Be, eat a goddamn apple or something. Like, just, you need to eat something. You can't not eat or thing, get some kind of physical nourishment. 
I can believe that there are people that feel hunger differently and maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. and maybe barely experience hunger, but I can't believe that those people don't waste away immediately like everyone else. Yeah. You know? And like to try and maintain that just seems like so ridiculous to me. Yeah, this it it just gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> the next person, I'm done with Jasmine, so okay. for now at least. So the next person is Wiley Brooks. He's the founder of the Breatharian Institute of America. <laughs> In 1980, he was featured on a TV show called That's Incredible. <laughs> and I wonder that's what how, that show was about. <laughs> uh, mediocre shit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was not. It's kind of boring. So that's how he came into the public eye. Okay. Um, he. Uh, it said I, I use Wikipedia a lot for this information. It said he recently stopped teaching, but there wasn't like verification on when. Yeah. Um, but he recently stopped teaching to devote one hundred percent of his time on solving the problems as to why he needed to eat some type of food. To keep his physical body alive and allow his light body to manifest completely. His what body? Light body. His light body. That's not a term I'm familiar with. (laughs) Wiley, it's because you're human. You're you're a human fucking being. You don't really need to research it 24-7. You just need food. Wiley, Wiley, baby. Baby, Wiley. Wiley. Baby, please, Wiley. What are you doing? Just eat something, Wiley. Baby, have a sandwich, Wiley. (laughs) So... I think I think where he gets light body is that he's one of these people who um, believes that the nutrients come from the sun. Okay. Um, the the four major deterrents he claims that prevented him from living without food are people pollution, food pollution, air pollution, and electro pollution. In 1983, he was observed leaving a 7-Eleven with a Slurpee, a hot dog, and some Twinkies. <laughs> wow, so not just eats food, but really ordinary, shitty oh, food. It gets better. In 2003, Colors Magazine. Um, <laughs> it looks like he, he breaks his fast with burger. Oh, he says he, sometimes he breaks his fast with burger and a cola. He says, when surrounded by junk culture and junk food, consuming them adds balance. I have no idea what kind of a ridiculous justification that is. It's just a ridiculous justification. Later, he claims that McDonald's burgers and Diet Coke have special 5D properties. (laughs) And he believes that they're... Are separate but interconnected 5D and 3D worlds. And you should, if you're going to eat, <coughs> only eat 5D foods. And you should meditate on the set of magical 5D words. What? Yes. I don't know what that means. Yep. Mm-hmm. Me either. I don't think he does. He charged fees <coughs> to clients wishing to learn to live without food. Okay. Um... Some of these fees were things like a hundred thousand dollars with a deposit of ten thousand, and that's the one end of the range. The other range is a billion dollars. <laughs> he would charge these fees um, via wire transfer. 
Uh, he charged a $100,000 deposit for a session called Immortality Workshop. What? Yeah. Um, someone paid... Are you telling me someone paid him $100,000? Seems like people paid him for this. And he he would usually market this stuff by saying it's a limited time exclusive offer. And it was exclusively for billionaires. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah. He's He just seems like a real piece of shit. Yeah. <clears throat> that, like, I didn't look any further into him than um, Wikipedia because I feel like I've learned everything I need to learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it like, doesn't make sense to me that someone can simultaneously claim they don't need food and eat the shittiest, most basic food I would eat. Right. I don't Stuff see that, that. I'm not even eating right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I, I, generally speaking, I would probably not let myself get a hot dog and a Slurpee right now. And I'm a guy that firmly believes I need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's way off the wagon. Yeah, right. And I get falling off the wagon. Sure. But like. But not when your initial you, position is. Not when you're charging $100,000 to teach other people how not to eat. Wow. So the, the next person on the list is Hira Ratan Manik, um, born in 1937, he claims he's lived on water and occasionally tea, coffee, and buttermilk <laughs> since June of 1995. Um, he believes in sun gazing. That's where he gets his nutrients from. And claims medical experts have confirmed he can draw sustenance by sun gazing. Although he was <clears throat> caught on camera eating a large meal in 2011 <laughs> in the documentary called Eat the Sun. You know, it's just astonishing. If you're gonna if you're gonna make that kind of a claim, don't you go to every length possible to make sure no one ever sees you even carrying food somewhere? Mm-hmm. 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 So the next one on the list is Ray <laughs> Maor. M A O R is the last name. Okay. Uh, he was featured in a TV documentary called "Show the Real Face." Um. It was he for eight days and eight nights. He had no food or water. Uh, took place in a small vid- villa again, just video surveillance. Um, they did do blood testing. He remained in good spirits the whole time. He did lose seventeen pounds, though supposedly there was no change in his blood tests. Okay. God, there's a shocking number of these people, like high high enough profile that you have a list. Yeah. So I just briefly wanted to touch on breatharianism in religions or religions has been mentioned, religions where fasting is mentioned, Um, Buddhism, Christianity, Hinduism, and Taoism have all had, you know, basically this these threads of this kind of thing, any kind of mysticism. Yeah. You can find it there. And food um, is such a central thing to being a person yeah. that it's no surprise that religion has, you know, some interesting things to sometimes say about food. And a lot of religions and theological, like, philosophies believe in, like, challenging yourself and depriving yourself of certain things, of understanding. Yeah. Like, I was raised Christian, so... Understanding the struggles of Jesus and in right. like, well, 
I'm going to do this thing that's really difficult because he suffered for me. So I am going to suffer. Yeah. Um, but usually for a short period of time. Yeah. I remember I once went to, uh, it was like a church event for a friend. And we camped out like in tents in like a church. It, it was probably like a Christian school's cafeteria or something. But mm-hmm. um, we were fasting. Yeah. And it was for like, I think starving people somewhere like it was <laughs> that's what it was about we're like okay. oh people starve we're gonna fast yeah. um <laughs> which they super appreciate by the way yeah they feel a lot better that you also are dating but you know what fasting was for us hmm. drinking kool-aid and eating crackers <laughs> oh, come on. we got crackers you got crackers and kool-aid that's not fasting but that's all we ate all day and then at night we broke the fast and let me tell you that was the first time I realized my body does not do well not eating all day <laughs> and then eating pizza. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Not good. No, not good. Very poor experience. <laughs> do not approve. You know, I, I kind of think there's some like merit to fasting. There can be or certainly like I've done a, a juice fast before where I drank juice that I made myself and I also had like some raw fruits and nuts because I feared uh, not enough fiber. Right. Um, but I was still getting nutrients. Yeah, exactly. During that time, it wasn't truly <clears throat> a fast. I wasn't eating a lot of solid food, but I was getting nutrients. Yeah. And that's really important. Like I will regularly, like once a month, go like a whole. 24 or 36 hours without eating. Mm. And it's usually, I'm either just too busy, not that hungry, something like that, whatever. And I think that's probably fine. Yeah. But never would I like suggest that it's like a good idea. It yeah. just kind of happens. And never would I, I mean, who really thinks they can do that for their whole life? And there, there are like diets that focus on intermittent fasting and stuff. They're kind of popular right now. But that, all of that is very different yeah. Then thinking it's sustainable. No yeah. one who does an intermittent fasting diet or who skips meals for a day yeah. thinks in any way, shape, or form that it's good or healthy to do it all the time. Right. And no one is claiming that it's sustainable in any way. No. It's not. I mean, that's kind of the point of like <laughs> intermittent fasting diets is no, it's not sustainable. It can be helpful intermittently yeah right um so uh, it's just something (laughs) that pisses me off and it pissed james randy off too oh really we're hitting on james randy here yes because i i um when i was looking up videos we love james randy when i was looking up videos on youtube i saw his pretty face pop up (laughs) and i decided to go back to his video so it was one he made in 2010 About breatharianism. If you look up James Randi breatharianism on YouTube, you'll see a video about it. It wasn't very long. Um, In the video, he questions the Prahlad Jani study, the Uh one that I mentioned was two weeks long. The one where he could go off camera and go outside and stuff. He criticized that 
Um, it was a study done by the Indian Defense Research and Development Organization. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're military. Wow. Because if they could somehow learn how to get people to survive without food and water, how great would that be? Right. Except for the fact that it's insane. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like if it if it happened to be true, but but everyone must have known on the outset it couldn't be. Right. So so James Randi says he receives lots of claims about breatharianism about a couple a week. Yeah. Um I bet. He says, you know, he separates breatharianism into two factions. One is that you can survive with no food, but you do have to have water. Mm-hmm. And the other is that you don't have food, water, no nothing. You can survive on nothing but sun and air. Um, he offers to go to India to test claims. Uh, he says he's not been taken up on the offer. Yeah. He seems to have misplaced his invitation because no one's reached out to him. Sure. Um, I just, I wanted to mention it because James Randi. I love James Randi. And just... It does seem like there have been breatharian claims they have looked into. I tried looking up on the webs their website to see if I could find anything. Yeah. Couldn't find anything specific. But Man. It, he mentioned again in the video if someone wants to let them test their claim and he proves it's legit and he can't disprove it, they get a million dollars. Yeah. Okay. That's the James Randy promise. <clears throat> yeah, that's the his uh the same prize he offers for anyone who who can actually present proof of something supernatural right yes and ha- no one has ever been able to no one has gotten reasons. the one million dollar prize yeah they still offer it though yeah i think that's a really you know i wish more people were aware of this prize that exists out there that like everyone's got their pseudoscientific thing you know like there's all these crazy ideas out there no one's ever taken it to james randy and won the james randy prize yep no one's ever proved, you know, in a, in a conclusive manner. He's not manner. the only person. The, his group is not the only group that does that kind of thing either. Right. Or that helps people test these claims. Right. So, yeah. It's I, it's obvious that breatharianism isn't real. Like, it's not a thing you can actually do. Yeah. It's just frustrating to see so many people buy into it and so many people get hurt by it. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many people have attempted it, but but ultimately given up and been like, nah, that was silly. Right. I don't know. I wonder how many people have been among the numbers. Because we have heard about several studies, quote unquote, of people who were poorly monitored. Yeah, right. And just kind of put some CCTV up. (laughs) Let them do whatever. Let them do their thing. Um. I wanted, I started looking up ways we could actually test someone to see if they'd been eating food, to see if they were actually surviving with no food. Okay. And, um, cause I'd seen mention of a couple things in one of the videos I watched, but I just wanted like. You're like, what's the test? Some, yeah. Something specific and clear cut. And I found a blog. Okay. Called A Rational Look at Breatharianism. You can find it at breatharianism.blogspot.com. Okay. And that's exactly what it is. They're kind of like, all right, yeah, like, this isn't a real thing. All right. But let's entertain for a moment, like, how we could actually test this. Mm -hmm. Because the tests they're doing are not great. Um, 
are time consuming. They're invasive to the privacy of the person who's going through the test. Right. Like, if you need to produce it again later, you have to take another month out of your life to yeah. do it. Like, so, um, what is this I wrote here? Oh, I, I wrote, because seriously, we think leaving people who haven't eaten anything unsupervised, like, they're not going to eat <laughs> when we're not looking? Yeah, right. Um. So some some possible tests that we could do that would be quick and fairly easy and reproducible. Yeah. You could test someone's stomach contents. See if there's actually food in their stomach. Okay. Like look with an x-ray or something? Um, I don't know exactly how they would test that. But a doctor, he basically this person's like, I'm not a doctor. But doctors could come up with even better suggestions, but you could potentially test someone's stomach contents. It's a little far-fetched. Yeah, it's interesting. But there's, these are suggestions, and the best one is last. Um, you could do blood tests for foreign proteins that would be absorbed into blood from food. Prana right. wouldn't give you foreign proteins from cow meat, you know, yeah, from right. beef. Um, of course, that would be kind of subjective. You'd have to do a study and compare it to people who have been eating. And this person suggested like maybe even compare it to people who live very clean, clean in quotes, vegan lifestyles. Cause it seems like if someone you would think if yeah. someone who claimed to be a breatharian did slip and eat food that they still probably eat pretty clean. But, uh, Wiley Brooks proved that wrong. Yeah, so right. who knows? <laughs> um, Getting that 7-Eleven hot dog. Just about the dirtiest thing <laughs> you could eat. McDonald's. Um, you could test for toxins, like the real version of toxins, like heavy metals, pesticides that um, are found in food. Yeah. So someone who is not ingesting food might have lower concentrations of that. But, of course, you would have to come up with a comparison yeah. of, you know, people who are ingesting food regularly and what that looks like. Right, I'm going to throw a pen under this table. This dog is whining over there. Whoop! No, that that did not go anywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it was worth a the shot. The final test and the most definitive would be to test for carbon dioxide when someone exhales. Yeah. Because we produce carbon dioxide as a byproduct of oxygen metabolizing glucose from food. Mm -hmm. So if you're not eating food, you're not metabolizing glucose. Okay. And you wouldn't produce carbon dioxide. Okay. All you would have to do is breathe into a bag and then get a carbon dioxide meter, place it in the bag, and see if there's carbon dioxide. Really? Yep. And that's what they, suggest, they suggested doing in one of the videos I watched about, um, what's her shit, about a jasmine. Wait, so if you aren't eating, you're producing low CO2? You, If you're not eating any food, yeah. you wouldn't be producing CO2 at all because your body wouldn't ever be digesting anything. And CO2 is a byproduct of that process. So, like, you fasting for a day, you're still going to produce carbon dioxide okay. because your body is still probably in the digestive process still of okay. something you've eaten. But if you've gone 70 fucking years, <laughs> you're not going to produce carbon dioxide. If you've gone several weeks, you're probably going to produce lower carbon dioxide, if any. 
So that's kind of the point of that. It's like it's a simple test. It's not invasive. Yeah. It's pretty easy and cheap for anyone to do. And it would take like five minutes. That's really interesting. So why not do that? Why subject yourself to not eating for a week in front of cameras for 60 minutes or not eating for two weeks in front of CCTV for an Indian defense organization when you could just do a simple test to show that you're not actually ingesting food? See, this is where I wish I knew more about what happens in your body. But, that you know, that person, that blog did have another article about um, what happens when you like digest food and stuff and, and how that all relates. And they say they're not like a scientist. They're just someone else who's interested in, in it and knows a little bit about it. Yeah. But certainly we could do a little more research on that. Yeah, because I wonder if like fats and proteins that your body, like when it starts eating itself... I wonder if those break hmm, down into that, glucose. That is a good point. You know, because um, I'm, I'm I'm just wondering what that, because I, I figure if you didn't eat for a really long time and I you breathe out. I don't know if they could out, break down into glucose. I don't know. That's This is the I thing mean, I don't know. I mean, they could break down into basically calories that could be consumed, but I don't, like carbs become sugar, but I don't think like proteins can become sugar. Yeah, I don't know. This is where, like I said, yeah. I wish I knew more about the body. Anyone knows more about this? Let us know. Yeah. But I think it's pretty definitive that all breatharians are liars. <laughs> well, They're yeah. just full of shit, and we all know it. You know, like, I hate to make that strong a claim, but it's like there is no other explanation for this. I am the queen of hedging. I don't <laughs> like offending people. Yeah. I don't like, you know, saying something I can't back up. Mm. I constantly have a fear that I never know enough to make a, a true claim to something. Sure. I always feel dumb and like <laughs> I yeah, just I know don't know mean. enough. I am perfectly confident in saying <laughs> Anyone who claims that they exist <laughs> on sunlight and water alone is lying. Yup. They don't survive on sunlight and water alone. Yeah. They're eating something. And that's perfectly fucking normal <laughs> yeah. and okay. But don't say that you aren't and write books about how not to and how you aren't and how it's this great thing and yeah. prana and all this stuff. And and get other people killed yeah. because they follow your advice because they think it's a spiritual way to live or yeah. whatever, for whatever reason that they stumble into this. It's dangerous. Yeah. And how could you not feel culpable for that? It makes me feel for the people that I'm sure are out there whose kidneys got wrecked trying this for a handful of days before they realized it was just not possible. Yeah. Because that definitely happened, right? There, I mean, there's people who've died. Yeah. There's people who've died. I'm sure there's people who've fucked themselves up and maybe they didn't die. Yeah. But, yeah, it it's messed up. It is messed up. It's super messed up. Uh, but, no, I am perfectly fine saying that they're liars. Yeah. I Half the reason I listed some of the people I did in the practitioners section is just because of all the stories of, like, oh, they're caught on camera eating. Yeah, They right. were caught eating. Yeah. Shoving Big Macs in their mouths and shit. I can't get over the Seven Eleven hot dog. It's just and so a Slurpee funny. and a Slurpee and Twinkies and 
Twinkies. The worst combination of junk food. <laughs> That's like shit that I would do. Yeah, right. In the middle of a goddamn like nervous breakdown. That's not shit that someone who who sells seminar tickets for a hundred thousand a piece right? on how to live forever. Right. Should be doing. Yeah. Wow. It's not by consuming Twinkies. No. Sneak sneak peek there. <laughs> Just a hot take. Just a hot take. Twinkies don't make you immortal. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they do. By the way, uh, while we were talking here, I drew the Breatharian food pyramid. Uh, and it <laughs> is just a triangle with a smiling sun inside. <laughs> he's wearing sunglasses. With sunglasses, yeah. You know. His future is so bright, he's got to wear shades. <laughs> wow. So wow. that's Breatharianism. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> So that's breatharianism, huh? Yeah. What a in, steaming pile of shit that is. In a nutshell. Yeah. That you won't eat. That you won't eat. You won't eat that no. nut. In, in a nutshell, you don't have to eat. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> well, that was great and I hope depressing. That was everything you wanted it to be in yes, more. Yes, it was. You or know, less. I, don't... <laughs> I was, you know, I just couldn't imagine anyone doing this let alone this many people basically breatharianism is exactly what you think it is yeah just a crack of shit yeah well i i i think i've learned my lesson eat food eat food eat food yeah don't not do that don't not eat food oh my god i can't even can't imagine a world where i didn't eat regular meals how depressing it would be dude if i go for more than like Five hours without eating, I get so yeah. mad. <laughs> I get need angry. at least a snacky you've, in there. You've witnessed me hangry. Oh yes, it's very bad. Oh yes, I have. I make you mad because I get so irrationally <laughs> mad for no reason. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Can you imagine me doing that for seventy years? <laughs> seventy years. <laughs> the one person claims. Oh my god, that's just ludicrous. It's just old rotting away me <laughs> yeah right angry all the time and going i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine i just need to eat right now. i've been waiting 70 <laughs> years i need to eat right now <laughs> waiter <laughs> i don't have time to wait in line for sushi where is my chicken soup i ordered it in the 30s <laughs> <laughs> man they said it would only take an hour to be seated at this red lobster but it's been 70 years i'm gonna miss lobster fest <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if you guys have anything to say about breatharianism you just let us know yes if you want to talk to us about that contest with the beers you just let us know yes yeah, send us your suggestions for that uh as always please send us topics if you yeah. have anything that you'd like us to look into we have a nice steady running list of these and we've used a lot of them Ew. so mm-hmm Please, by all means, if you have an idea for an episode, let us know. We want to hear it. Yes. Uh, But for now, that is the end of this episode of Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Thank you very much for listening. As always, we will be back next week with another episode. Uh Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Goose Chase Pod. 
And our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 